0: Good day, all you beautiful people. I am your host, Chris Champagne. This is Toaster Tubby Time, and I am medicated for your amusement. Come alive and let the motion rock you. Let it send you off to sleep. Come inside, there's nothing you now you've landed on your Good day all you beautiful people. My name is Chris and this is Toaster Tubby Time. So we're doing things a little bit differently. Today um, I completely forgot to carve out some time to do some recording. It is currently Friday. Uh, So I am sitting in my office after work and just trying to record a little something for you guys Um, I was thinking about a few things that I wanted to talk about Uh, Found a couple of my notebooks haven't found all of them So we're still gonna hold off on the notebook thing. I want to kind of get those personal notebooks with uh, The weight loss stuff because those were a little bit funnier so What I wanted to talk about a little bit, and I don't know why it came to mind, probably because it's been just about 10 years now, Um, but I kind of want to talk about toxic friendships. Okay, yeah. (laughs) We all have a toxic friend or a toxic friendship in our life or have cut somebody out of our life for it, and honestly, uh, there's so many different reasons whether you're... Being the person who's, I don't want to say abused, but you're you are the one who's giving 110% and they're giving less than that. Um, if you grow apart, I mean, that that kind of shit just happens. Uh, it's regular life stuff. Um, I had a toxic friend and I'm going to share with you one of my super duper fun stories. <laughs> so we'll... We'll pull up our chairs here uh, gathered by the fireside this is going to be one of my fireside chats here talking about um, the the road to California. So I had this friend and me and this friend and for making the story easier, I am giving a fake name. His name is Mark and his wife's name is Doris makes it super easy. Mark and Doris. Okay, so me and Mark had been friends for years and years and years, uh, probably close to 20 years since middle school, junior high at the time. And Mark was a year older than me. So as the younger one, I felt like I was always trying to keep up, you know, give more into it. Uh, I had always felt that way where I felt like I was the one who was kind of given a little bit more, but I I never really challenged it because at the time it really wasn't anything worth saying. Um, so as we grew up, you know, we kind of went and did our own things a little bit, but always managed to reconnect. So he had moved to the, the big city uh, to New York City, and then he had moved back. And, you know, obviously being back in town, a friendship's easier to maintain than having some distance between you. So things are going very well. Um, Q to 2012, uh, he had gotten a position across the country in California, which fantastic for him. It was in the field that he loved doing exactly what he loved doing. So I am not going to begrudge him that he did. He did very well for himself. Um, Also around that time, his wife and he had gotten pregnant. So that was, you know, double exciting for them. So being that he was moving across country, he decided that we would have kind of one last Boy's bonding journey. Uh, the bonding journey itself was going across country from Connecticut to San Francisco, California, and it sounded like a lot of fun. We we're going to obviously take his, you know, take the moving truck of all of their possessions, but it was going to be the two of us. And this is what was sold to me: <laughs> it's going to be the two of us, two guys, two best friends. We're going to travel across the country you know moving all this fur, you know all this furniture and all the the crap that you collect throughout your life and we're going to we're going to have a bros trip uh he got a pretty good stipend for relocation so he told me you know your food's taken care of hotels taken care of we're going to get you an airplane ticket home so you know we'll get there we'll have a couple days to you know have some fun and cruise around San Francisco and then head back. And I was all for this. This sounded like, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> and it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I say with a drop in my voice. Um, an opportunity that I will never, ever, ever recreate or want to recreate. So what ended up happening was while we were traveling across country actually i have to back that up i apologize i'm a bad storyteller what happened is the week before we got going we were talking on the phone quite a bit um he was trying to tell me you know the times that it is you know it's x amount of hours it's 30 something hours to get from from connecticut to to california so if we travel X amount of hours a day, we'll be doing awesome. And I was, I think, a little bit differently. I think spatially. And to me it says, well, the number of hours that you drive doesn't mean anything because you could run into traffic. There could be X number of variables. You really have to consider how many miles a day you're driving. And we ended up getting into a couple arguments at, at this point in time. Um, and at this point in time, I kind of had a – I had a secondary job that I was doing that was a lot of fun. I worked uh, freelance for a marketing company and I was doing a lot of the pre-screenings of movies. Uh, so when you get to, <laughs> when you hear the radio station giving out tickets for a movie before it's released, uh, I was working for, you know, freelance for this company who was then contracted by the studio. So Technically, I was a freelance market person for whatever studio, Fox, Disney, Universal. And, you know, it was a lot of fun. But I knew in doing this that I was going to lose at least a week's worth of movies. Um, and they paid about $50 on average. So working on average three movies a week, I knew I was going to lose a week, probably two weeks. So I'd be out $600 roughly. Uh, if you base, uh, no, sorry, <laughs> bad math, 50 times three, I'd be out about $300. But again, I was, I was anticipating this. This is something that I was still looking forward to doing. So that being said, the arguments that we had, the, the week leading up to the actual move date were disconcerting to me, but I finally just said, you know, I wasn't getting through to him while he was in California trying to do whatever, and I'm here in Connecticut trying to do whatever. I wasn't getting through to him exactly what I was trying to say, and he wasn't getting through to me what he wanted to say. So I basically said, you know what? We'll just just do it your way. And then he got defensive and was accusing me of, quote, unquote, just trying to drop the mic. Which I'm like, no, I just I'm done arguing with this. We we're not getting anywhere. We argue the same point over and over. We've done this for the past three nights. This is not worth an argument. We'll just do it your way. So we get to the day of the move, and this is where I was told that I am a better friend than. Uh, than probably most people would have been, uh, was day one. So day one starts off and, uh, you know, we have a 23 foot Penske moving truck, typical moving truck, the seat hurts your ass. The stereo doesn't work and the governor on it. Uh, and if you're not aware of what a governor is, it's something that sets a speed limit where you can't exceed this limit. Uh, the governor in this one was set at 65, which was kind of the max speed limit in on some of the highways in Connecticut. Uh, so again, there we <laughs> there we are at a loss of time. Once you get to kind of middle America, Iowa, Nebraska, Wyoming, the speed limit 75, and since we were stuck at 65, there was no way we were going to hit those times <laughs> based on what what was projected from whatever app my friend was using. But again, it was what it was. Five thirty in the morning on the day that we left Monday, the second I'm in the truck. He's in the truck. I'm not a morning person. So I was going to let him take the uh, morning driving. And then I was told, no, the plans have changed. Uh, we're, we're still taking the truck. It's, Just not a a boy's trip that was promised to me um, that was kind of sold in the deal. Uh, What was going to happen was we would be driving the truck and Doris and her mother who lived with them as well as their two dogs and her mother doesn't drive. I have to specify that Uh, Doris and her mother, their two dogs and a turtle were going to be following behind us in their car. They were making the whole move right then and there, instead of just spacing it out between two times. So we have now three drivers for two vehicles, one of whom is very pregnant, you know, one, dr- <laughs> one person who doesn't drive at all. So 5.30 in the morning, we leave. And we were doing very well. Um Stopped at just a little rest area in Pennsylvania, um, probably about 9 in the morning. And then about a half an hour later, we had to stop because we had to get gas, so we had to stop at a truck stop. And then another half an hour later after that, uh, we had to stop because Doris couldn't drive anymore. Um, So my friend Mark had to go from driving the truck to driving the car again, perfectly fine. Um, but then I'm just alone in the truck with no stereo. Thankfully I brought an iPod and two little speakers, but no stereo, no nothing. And that's how I spent about the better part of a week. We did that whole first day. We made over, probably a half dozen stops between gas and food and just needing to stretch and go to the bathroom. Um, uh, overall it was the worst planned day that we had. Uh, we ended up somewhere in Indiana at about eight thirty at night. It was getting dark. Um, We had no idea where we were, and he just saw that, and again, I'm in the truck alone, (laughs) so we're trying to communicate via phone, and, uh, you know, he had no idea where we were going to stay the night, and he finally found, he saw a hotel, so he called him, and thankfully they had two bedrooms, so we shared a bedroom, and then he had a bedroom for his wife and mother-in-law, as well as the two dog, They were willing to take the two dogs and the turtle, but yeah, there was no plan for that. We went 650 miles and I realized now that my storytelling is a little bit more remiss because when we stopped for lunch, I was advised at that point in time that Because they had changed the plans and the wife and the mother-in-law were now with us, there was no budget for food for me. So I ended up having to just kind of – and I hadn't budgeted for it. I ended up just having to scrap together meals from the dollar menus on McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King, whoever was in the – the truck stopped that. We had stopped at, So I was paying for my own food. Uh, we were sharing a hotel room. Um, after the first day of us making 650 miles over the span of roughly uh, – just trying to math that out here – 12 – about 16 hours, 15, 16 hours, I said – can I make the plan for the next day? And he said, sure. Uh, We had lots of AAA trip ticks and books of everything. And I was basically kind of just looking through this, seeing what we could do. I ended up finding us a hotel in Nebraska for the next night. Uh, They did accept dogs. I had him called that morning, uh, the next morning to make a reservation, make sure they had two spaced out for us, or two hotel rooms for us. And I checked the spacing between gas stations. So we ended up leaving the hotel in Indiana around ten o'clock in the morning. We had one stop around noonish, and my friend Mark went from driving the truck to driving the car cause his wife was driving the car. So then I was just in the truck, but we were around noonish. We stopped, we got gas, we had lunch, went again, another 200 ish miles. We stopped, we got gas, still a little too early to eat. Um, but they switched off. So Mark now had 200 miles where he didn't have to drive and doris was driving the last 200 miles there i was still in the truck all alone <laughs> for you know 400-ish miles um every day but we got to nebraska got to the hotel it was about six thirty seven 7 ish so really uh we, we made a lot of good time and we did just about 25 miles less than we did the first day. So that's why I told him you have to plan for distance, but I don't want to repeat that again. Um, so it worked out. We ended up making this trip uh, probably, I'm going to say Thursday because we arrived in California on a Friday Thursday, I was on the phone with my wife where I was driving through Utah, I believe. And I was just so burnt out. I was just all alone in this truck pretty much the whole time. Uh, everything that was told to me was pretty much just a lie, um, an error of omission, whatever he wants to call it. So my wife made she called um because i was supposed to head home on sunday uh she called the airport and got them to change my ticket from sunday what the, t- the ticket that was booked for me was at twelve thirty a.m sunday night monday i guess you would say so i would it, it was a red eye into connecticut I would get into Connecticut probably about four o'clock in the morning and then have to have my wife pick me up, get a couple hours of sleep, and then go to work the next day because I didn't find out about the red eye till later. And it was the 4th of July time frame. So getting another day off really was not in the cards because I was still very new to where I was working. So it was not a very good time. My wife got me on a 6 a.m. Saturday morning, uh, flight. They were able to work it around. She had to pay a little bit extra, but she got me home Saturday morning. Well, I'd say about Saturday, probably about two ish. And then we went and got Buffalo wings. So it was all good. Um, my wife and my stepdaughter met me at the airport. So That was really just an eye-opening experience to me. And I have so many people telling this story to them and they're like, I would have, honestly, when we were in Pennsylvania and he pulled the bullshit about not paying for your food, I would have just gotten a rental car and driven home. And I probably should have, um, I didn't want to be that person, but I really more than likely should have done that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That was my shitty shitty trip with a toxic friend and really the the extent of the toxicity did not end there. Um I really did not hear from him a lot at all after that. Um and uh, woe was me, I didn't make efforts to reach out as much either. Um he did come back to Connecticut very often. He invited a couple of our mutual friends to uh, you know, where he was working. He got to go to New York Comic-Con and he invited a couple of our mutual friends to go. And unfortunately, I was never one of those people gifted to go, uh, unfortunately. But one year, a few years ago, I-, I can't remember how many years ago right now off the top of my head, uh, we were having a birthday party so thinking about this now is probably about three years ago uh no actually it might have been i'm gonna stop thinking about it it was a number of years ago we were having a big party for my stepdaughter's birthday uh it was the end of september her birthday is the end of october but Our house, it's easier to host outside than it is inside, so we hosted it outside, and I got a call from him, I'm going to say, two weeks before her party. He wasn't invited. I did not know where he was going to be at any point in time, so it really wasn't an issue for me. But I got a call from him saying that he was going to be in town. He was going to be in town the weekend of her party. And he wanted to know if he could use my house to have a bunch of people over, you know, a bunch of old friends from high school and whatnot. And, and I had to seriously say to him, no, we're doing my stepdaughter's birthday party. We're going to have about 80 people there. You know, this is the day before. I, I'm i not going to be mentally Ready to deal with a whole nother party the next day after a whole setup breakdown all that shit, uh, to which he then responded, "Okay, okay, that's cool. I'll give you a call next week and see if it's better." Like that would change anything. Like, l- like you still want to do the same day? <laughs> and he did. He called the next week asking to have the party at my house the day after my stepdaughter's birthday party and I again I had told him no and he decided to go to another one of our friends a mutual friend um, and what he had <laughs> what he had promised me about helping with the setup helping with the cleanup paying for all the food uh, talking with my our, our mutual friend who ended up hosting this party and his spouse apparently he did not pay for the food uh, did not he helped came about 20 minutes before the party to help set up a little bit and left when everybody else left, so did not help with the cleanup. so that was uh, again, pretty, pretty fucking shitty. So all in all, I mean, this is a person that I have not heard from since then. Um, honestly, I don't know what I would do if I heard from them now. Uh, But that is kind of my example of a toxic person and a little bit of humorous story. I hope it's humorous (laughs) about getting dumped on with all that shit. But uh, that's that's kind of my story about why I think and why I've come to realize that you're going to make toxic friends, whether they be old friends that as you've grown, have become toxic, whether they're new friends who are just flat out toxic from the get go, but there are going to be toxic people in your life. There's going to be toxic friends. And I'll probably talk at some point in time about toxic family members, but I just want to let you know that you have to do what's right for you, for your mental health, for taking care of you. So if you need to cut somebody out of your life, Cut them out of your life because uh, honestly, you'll find that you're going to be a better person for it in the end. And I've gone a lot longer than normal, but I'm very happy with this. And I just want to say that I will talk to you later and I love you beautiful b-holes and have a great one. It's the way you walk, it's the way you talk, it's the way you shine. It's the way that now to follow me is all over. One thing I know: this is my life.